You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Best in the business is back in business. Joined by my faithful co-hosts, Shevin Nooney and Nate Christian, and the man who's getting all the negativity out of his corner, Phil Porkman Simmons. Pork, did you realign your chakra or whatever it's called that people say? Your aura? Um, uh, Partially. The only person I got to get rid of is you. So <laughs> other than that, we're good to go. Jeez. Funny. Jeez. I just say realign your chakra. There's a guy that um, my wife and her best friend Liz went to high school with. He's like one of those really like... You know, it's like, oh, Dan, how was your winter break? Oh, I backpacked through Tibet, and it was, you know, we meditated. And he's just one of those guys. Like he wears right like the crystals. A, he wears like a ski yeah. cap and like a really loose V-neck with shitty jewelry that was made by someone's mom <laughs> that they sell in like a, at a street fair. It's like an idol from like Survivor or something random. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he's the guy yeah. that the second a man meets him, you're like, that guy will try to sleep with my wife the second I'm not around. <laughs> And I don't trust him. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, still especially people who hiking in Tibet. That's but it's not. I will me. tell you one thing that you can trust: Dynasty stashes for 2023. So these are guys. Hey, if the trade deadline is upon you, or if it is passed, we're going to tell you who we're looking for, how you can acquire them quickly before the deadline, or how to get them before next season when the trading reopens. So why are we getting them? how much that's always important so let's get into it and we're going to go to the man that needs no introduction but i'm going to introduce him anyway nate christian he loves going first so let's go ahead and bring him over sean you know what first of all you're late and then you're <laughs> oh, screwing no. with the magic here <laughs> oh boy screwing with the magic what are you doing you're killing <clears throat> me sean. Hey, oh, oh, oh my god. Oh my god, Robo Sean. That, that? that was straight out of hell. That's straight right. out of robot hell. So our, basically our tired of manscaping people, I think is what I heard. <laughs> so Sean is in 2022. His computer is in DOS startup mode. But Nate, let's get into it. Who are you stashing for 2023? All right. So for 2023, I'm looking forward and I'm trying to find somebody who People aren't thinking about right now, but I want someone young. No one better than Tyquan Thorne out there right now. Tyquan Thorne, second round pick. He ran a 4-2, 4-2-8. That is 100th percentile. You know, that speed that we like, that's the highest speed that you can get basically in the NFL. And Tyquan Thorne has. 4-1. I'm. Nate will shave his head. I'll shave my head, man. I'll shave my head. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start training. <laughs> anyway he's only got 10 receptions on the year 86 yards um and a touchdown so he hasn't done too much but he has struggled with injury also the patriot offense has not been very good and has uh you know certainly seen its own up and down um but after this season Aguilar and myers are both free agents which means there's going to be a lot of 
open competition in that wide receiver room. I do think they might bring somebody in. They might try to keep Myers. Um, I don't think they're going to go out and try to keep Aguilar. And I think Aguilar is kind of in that role that Tyquan Thornton will be able to move into. So I think that's going to be a wide open gap for Tyquan Thornton next year as that outside wide receiver. Tyquan Thornton doesn't play a lot of inside like Jacoby Myers does. So he, he can coexist with Jacoby Myers if he comes back. And I really doubt with Aguilar being an older play that he's going to be re-signed to that team as they're looking to, you know, revigorate that wide receiver room Mm -hmm. so far this year like i said not the greatest stats but he has gone up against some of the best corners on opposing teams like uh stefan gilmore sauce gardner jeff akuda he's seeing number one coverage out there uh, because he is their outside wide receiver and that's who he's going to end up being matched up with most of the time Mm -hmm. but we've seen him use his speed to get down open down the field we've seen him use on sweeps you know trying to get him the ball on screens he has that ability athletic ability that teams are looking for to get involved and we did get to see that in week six against cleveland when he had 21.3 fantasy points um you know he's about to have that bye week bump i think this is the time to buy we see a lot of players have coming out of the rookie season once they have that buy at the middle to end of their rookie season they kind of have that new installment into the offense you know, coaches are starting to look to get them involved because they're understanding the offense now. They're more up to speed about the NFL. This is when we see a lot of players break out at the end of the rookie year, about this time of the year. I think Tyquan Thornton, while he doesn't really have the ceiling of a wide receiver one in fantasy football, I think he can give you pretty solid weekly flexibility in that Patriots offense. I think, you know, if they give him the ball and they're trying to get him five, six touches a game, which I think is pretty realistic once he, you know, has that volume of snap count in 2023. Looking at a guy that, is going to give you 8, 10, 12 points on a weekly basis with some big upside with his speed to get down the field, have those big plays, and maybe give you some 20-plus point weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think Tyquan Thorne's a pretty good get right now. You can get him for a third-round pick. Probably an early third-round pick is what it's going to need to be. Or you can go out there and sell maybe a veteran running back like Latavius Murray, Cordero Patterson, or Donta Foreman. I think those are guys you'd want to move. Because they're not going to give you much in 2023. And Tyquan Thor can definitely help you out, I think. They play the Cardinals soon. So he's got a <laughs> big game threat. There you go. He's going to pop <laughs> off early now. So, Nate, you don't think the Patriots are going to bring back Raleigh Webb? I doubt Ooh. it. You know, he hasn't he hasn't done too much th- this year. You know, he's, he's shown a couple flashes over there in uh, practice. But uh, probably not. All right, him and Matthew Slater not coming back. Oh, Matthew Slater. So mm-hmm. Tyquan Thornton, I love it. And look, he's cheap right now. And that's yeah. what these stashes are all about, trying to get guys that you can acquire cheaply and hopefully give you some boost for 2023. And one thing that I think it's important to note, if you're on the clock next year and you value these guys at a third-round pick and there's no one that you like there, which is going to happen sometimes, that would be the time to make a move for a guy like that. People tend to think about these sophomore wide receivers here. So, Nate, I like where your head's at there, and let's move on. Let's move on to me. Robo Sean, if you want to slide me over to the uh, the big screen there. There we go. Thank you. He's doing the robot behind the scenes. So uh, I am going to be stashing Jerome Ford, running back for the Cleveland Browns. Why? Glad you asked. Um, I think right now he could be had for a fourth or fifth round draft pick. I don't think he's much. He's not going to cost you much to acquire. I mean, he's buried. So people tend to forget about guys like this. Okay. And I feel the Browns are likely to move on from Kareem Hunt. There was speculation that he was, you know, on the block around the trade deadline. So if he was on the block, I think he's going to be moved in the offseason. Um, 
who is available at the deadline. Like I said, Dearness Johnson's a free agent after this year. It's for the Browns. He's a good cost-saving measure. They're going to have to save some money because they're paying uh, their quarterback all that money. Nick Chubbs, you know, he's making some money too. Mari Cooper, they're going to have some first-round. Well, no, they don't have any first-round picks, do they? They traded those for Watson. Nope. Browns, you're fucked. Whatever. Um, so he's a good cost-saving measure because they're paying their quarterback all that money. Hey, a 5'10", 210 pounds. He can definitely handle any sort of NFL load that is needed of him. Yes, I said that. So prior to the season, I had him rated at a 6.45 on our grading score, going back, and that is a good starter. Um, so to acquire him, like I said before, fourth or fifth round pick, just draft capital on his own, relatively cheap. And again, those are the points of the draft where you're gambling. You're taking your Isaiah Pacheco's, your Daniel Bellinger's, your Jerome Ford's. That's where you take these guys. Um, so a couple trades here. Jerome Ford and a 23 third for Deonta Foreman. So if you're moving on from Deonta Foreman, you get Jerome Ford and a third. I'll definitely take that. Um, Jerome Ford and Kyron Williams for Raheem Mostert. So Raheem Mostert, who's injured right now, getting two running backs. You know, again, we're speculating on the future of these guys, but we see the Rams, they're in a little bit of turmoil. We don't know what's going on with Matthew Stafford. There's some sources saying he might not play again this year, which oof, brutal watching the Rams. I'll tell you what, their their quarterback, he he tried their best his best against um against Kansas City. He did. What I remember, I was in bed on Sunday with the stomach bug, so I don't remember too much. It's kind of in and out of consciousness, but um, he tried his little heart out. Um, let's see the next one. Sorry, I'm losing my spot. So Jerome Ford and Kyle Phillips for Latavius Murray. So there you go. Move on from Lat Murray, 30-some-year-old running back, and you're picking up two young prospects. I like it. Realistically, what are we expecting from this guy? Well, hey, if Kareem Hunt is viable as a starter at times, I think Jerome Ford might be too, depending on game script. And if Nick Chubb misses any time, there's your guy. You know, how everybody thinks that Alexander Madison's always that guy when Dalvin Cook goes out. Alexander Madison has showed that he's not really that dude when Dalvin Cook goes out. He's kind of a turd when he's supposed to be the guy. I don't think Jerome Ford is that guy for what it's worth. I think he could be better than that. I know Pork was a big Jerome Ford fan as well prior to the season. I was a little bummed at the draft capital he got, but here you go. Pick him up. He could be special for the Browns next year. Special-ish. Former Alabama talent. That is true. Mm-hmm. He was originally committed to Alabama, and then he finished his career at Cincinnati. Good career at Cincinnati, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that draft class from Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter, he could be another guy that you might want to try to grab. There's a possibility that they move on from Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. could be the guy next year. Then that draft class also had Jerome Ford and Alec Pierce, too. I think we're all fans of here. So... Very good. Chev, let's move on to you. I mentioned this gentleman here in one of my trades, but now you're going to tell us why you're stashing him. Go ahead, Chev. Yeah, and the guy I'm stashing is going to be Kyle Phillips from the Tennessee Titans. Not much to show for this season. He had a good first game. He had six catches for six for 66 yards. Good start to the season, and then he got injured, and he hasn't really come back since. Uh, when he comes back, he just has been hurt still. So it just has not been a very productive season for him. Uh, but, you know, that offense, it has struggled at times. And he's a wide receiver that is a technician with running his routes. And that's kind of what they need. They need somebody that can get those first downs, those early ones that 
Maybe Henry goes for seven yards. Now we can count on this guy to run a three-yard slant to get the first down or a three-run out route. And that's what that's what he does. Kyle Phillips is a great route runner. He's somebody that he can run short intermediate routes or he can catch the deep ball as well and just set up his routes very well and mess the safeties up. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy that, you know, he's not going to get you uh, 150 yards a game, but he's a guy that could get you six or seven catches a game and a couple first downs if you have first down points involved with that. Uh, but that offense needs somebody to be relevant, short yardage. Right now, Traylon Burks, he recovered a fumble for a touchdown. That's great. Uh, but, you know, there just hasn't been too much production recently. And, you know, I like what I saw, the 6-for-66. He did it all over the field. He set his routes up very well. And that's a guy that I want. I want a guy that possibly has a good opportunity. You got Robert Woods there. He's old and aging. He's getting paid a lot of money, too. I'm not sure what that contract looks like, but that might be something they try to get out from under. And, you know, Kyle Phillips, he's not going to be a flashy guy, but he's going to be a guy that they can count on. I kind of see him not as a Cooper Cup caliber player, but they kind of play the same game. They, they run their routes very crisp, very, very well. Uh, and they're just trying to find the soft spots. And they do a really good job with that. And Hunter Renfro is the same way. And that's kind of who he reminds me of probably the most. Just a slant guy, an out route guy that is quick and can be a, a quick short pass for Ryan Tannehill. Right now he's going for probably the most you'll have to pay is the third. But I've seen it a lot of times he's going for a fourth. A lot of the times he's also just being a throw into a trade. He's just a guy that is getting tossed around for nothing really at this point. Kyle Phillips for Darius Slayton. Kyle Phillips for Sam Howell, which is another guy that you could possibly look to trade for in these breakouts and are these stashes scenarios. But it's just a bunch of random trades for this guy. And Kyle Phillips is a guy that, like I said, he's not going to probably do too much the rest of this season unless he comes back and he looks healthy. But He's a guy that I want to stash and hold on to the long run because there's not much competition in Tennessee at the moment. And Robert Woods has a guaranteed salary from the Titans of $0, and they will save $2.2 million uh, if they cut him before June 1st. So there's a very good possibility. He's, yeah. he's 30. So very good possibility. Kyle Phillips, a lot of people spoke highly of him pre-draft. I think that's a really, really good. And look, Adam Humphreys was a Tennessee Titan at one point in time, I believe. And he excelled in the slot. So there's there's nothing wrong with these little slot wide receivers. By the way, Nate and I got Adam Humphreys on the fantasy gazette. Yeah, we did. Congratulations to that Ooh. one. That's that's like one of my favorite tweets to see every single week. Who got that's Adam one, Humphreys? Man. That's a big one. It's beautiful. <laughs> the only downfall is now we have to figure out who to cut from our roster. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to Phil, Landfill. Can I call you that, Phil? No, okay. you cannot. Can I call you Paul? <laughs> yes. All right, Phil. So who are you stashing for 2023 and why? And what is the cost? All right, of? so, yes. So um, I'm going to stash John Mechie. Now, I know uh, he, he dealt with his leukemia issue in the offseason, um, but – we're, I'm not going to forget the fact that how good he was in Alabama. Uh, between him and J-Mo, that was the offense. Um, they was killing out there with Bryce Young. And, you know, he got drafted to the Texans, got really good draft capital. Um, and then while we were doing our our profiles for Mechie, 
a lot of guys are starting to, you know, warm up to him and his stock was going up going the second round of uh second round of rookie drafts. Some people were taking him at the end of the first. Um, and then the leukemia stuff came out and then people forgot about him. Well, you shouldn't be forgetting about this guy because John Mechie is actually really good. Um, Nate brought him up, I believe, two years ago when he was doing his every uh, player to watch. Um, you know, that's when we decided to put eyes on him. Um, so now he's going to the Texans um, next year. He'll be playing for the Texans next year, hopefully 100% healthy. Um, right now it's him Brandon, him, Brandon Cooks, and Nico Collins. Everybody else in the depth chart don't matter. Uh, they got Chris Moore and a whole bunch of other Jags over there who probably will be gone. Um, so when it comes down to it, he'll probably be the third option on the team. Um, pending a trade for Brandon Cooks. Um, but while looking at the Brandon Cooks trade, I don't know how the hell they're going to be able to trade him. His uh, his dead, his cap hit next year is $26 million. His dead cap is 34 So uh, yeah. I'm not sure how that's possible. That's probably why he didn't get traded this year. Watch the Bears do money. something. Right. Somebody, <laughs> somebody will try to pay it like the Bears and, and take that contract, which would elevate Mechie to that, that one or two with him and Nico. Um, I, I think at this point, you can if you're just looking for somebody's Mechie and nobody really wants him, you could probably get him for a fourth or a fifth, to be honest. Um, or it, he you can get him hella cheap in a uh, in a throw-in trade, to, in my opinion. Um, especially like if you were if you're a contender um, or a rebuilding team and you're trying to you know look for the look for the future and just want to throw him in there with something else. Um, I think that would be perfect for perfect for your whatever situation that you're in but let's not forget how good John Mechie was in Alabama and that that's going to be his talent level with his route running that's definitely going to translate to the next level and also um whatever quarterback they'll have next year they're definitely not going in there with with Dougie Mills again um so they're, they're going to have they're going to have a Will Levis or a Shroud um I can probably guarantee that between them two uh, which is a big upgrade over over Dougie so yeah, John Mechie is that dude. So try to acquire him right now. You mean Davis Mills, right? No, they call him Dougie Mills. That's his nickname. Well, hold on. Has anyone here heard of this before today? I've said it before I believe I like, have. on the podcast. And I believe the same conversation. I believe the same conversation happened as well when he called him Dougie Mills. <laughs> this is awful. This should not be a thing. Because you don't listen to me, Mike. That's all. I don't. I don't listen to you. <laughs> Would you refer Dougie Buckets? I mean. I feel like yeah. that would help out a little bit. Well, that's McDermott. That's already taken. Yeah, he's irrelevant now. I hope they trade for Baker Mayfield. I hope they do not. That would just be hilarious. They don't have to trade for Baker Mayfield because he's a free agent after this year. Well, they'll find <laughs> a way to trade for Baker Mayfield as a free agent. They just they will. A sign and trade. Like the sign and drive. Almost as good as rapid fire stash, pass, Ooh. or trash, which is what we are moving to now. Sean. Four person layout. Put me in the top left. That's right. That's for the CEO. <laughs> Let's do some housekeeping here. Much better. Okay. So <laughs> wow. here's what we're going to do. Again, it was real easy. Rapid fire stash, pass, or trash. And we're going to tell you for stashing, what are you going to pay for this guy? Real quick, if you're passing, what do you want to receive for them? And if you're trashing, just say why real quick. So let's do... Briefly, stash or pass, Chef, Desmond Ritter in a super flex league. 
I think you definitely have to stash him. There's a possibility that he gets some time maybe at the end of the season, maybe if things aren't going well for Mariota. So I think you definitely have to keep stashing him. Yeah, I'm stashing him. Some, I heard somebody say today, I don't know why they haven't pulled Marcus Mariota yet because the Atlanta Falcons somehow are still in a playoff race. That yeah. is why I'm stashing him. If I'm acquiring him, I'll try to throw a 2023 third out there for him. Pork? Yeah, I'm going to uh, stash him. You know, I'm not the biggest Desmond Ritter fan, but he, he has value at this point. So if they do move, if they want to see what he looks like this year, um, if they do go down the hill and, and show the true colors, um, I think he shows a lot of value that you can trade him. Nate? As much as I want to say pass, because I don't really uh, have much favor for Desmond Ritter, I do think there's going to be a better time to sell him if you already have him than now. Sure. I think, uh, like like Porkman said, if they lose playoff contention, they might throw him out there, and then that's when you sell Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. The next one, stash or pass? Pork, Zamir White. Uh, that's tough. I'm I'm gonna stash him for right now. I need to see um what Las Vegas is gonna do with Jacobs if they decide to pay him or let him walk. If they let him walk, then it's Amir White's backfield um for first and second downs. Um and I love this talent coming out um out of Georgia, so it's a it's a stash for me. Nate. Uh, I'm gonna pass on pass on him. Um I'm, I'm I haven't been impressed with him. And I, I think there's a chance that Josh Jacobs actually gets re-signed to the Raiders. Um, you know, with his performance, if they think they can get some kind of discount, um, which is probably unlikely considering they didn't even pick up a fifth year option. But I think they'll make some attempt to re-sign him. And if not, I don't think Zamir White's the guy. Chef? Yeah, it's a pass for me as well. And, you know, I, I'm thinking the coaching staff probably isn't coming back either. And that's the guy that drafted these people. So, yeah, that, that kind of worries me. And this, this RB class that is going to be free agents is very solid as well. And I can see the Raiders may be paying up if they don't get Josh Jacobs back. I'm going to pass as well. I was not the hugest Zamir White fan. If I could get a 2023 third or fourth for Zamir White, I'd probably take it. It'd be hard for me to do because I don't think I roster him anywhere, to be honest with you. Like Chev said, and it's a fantastic point, if they do not re-sign Josh Jacobs, the 2023 free agent class as well as the rookie running back class is far and away better than anything that we've seen from Zamir White. So I'm going to go ahead and take my chances with draft capital because it's just kind of stinky. And the best way to rectify that, clean it up with Dr. Squatch. What is Dr. Squatch? Glad you asked. Dr. Squatch develops natural high-performance personal care products like bar soap, deodorant, shampoo, conditioner, and even beard oils. When you're backpacking through Tibet, you got Dr. Squatch right by your side. They only feature manly scents with only the finest ingredients Mother Nature has to offer, all while avoiding the harmful ingredients often used by traditional brands. Guys, if you can see my hands, they look like an alligator right now because of the crappy soap at work. Dr. Squatch is dedicated to male-specific formulations that directly address the personal care demands of men like you and me everywhere. Dr. Squatch offers a wide variety of bundles that will cater to your specific needs, as well as a subscription service, so you'll never have to remember to order more before you run out. Subscribe and save money today. Guys, a subscription service. So cancel Paramount Plus because your kid doesn't watch Peppa Pig as much as she used to, (laughs) and subscribe to Dr. Squatch. How are you going to do that? It's in the link is below because with Dr. Squatch, satisfaction is guaranteed. And if this isn't the best natural product you've ever used, it is on Robo Sean. So don't drop the soap, take care of yourself for once and smell great doing it. Try Dr. Squatch today. And if you're new to Dr. Squatch, which you shouldn't be, you should already be on this. Save 10% off orders $20 or more in your first purchase when you use the promo code. Again, 
Links are down below. If for some reason it's not showing up in your audio feed, head on over to YouTube. Links are all in that description. And make sure you subscribe while you're there. And then Pork is going to tell us if he's stashing or passing on Jalen Tolbert. Now, according to Brandon Lejeune, a good friend of mine from the Debbie Deep Dive podcast, Sunbelt does not equal NFL success. Nick Christian thought otherwise, but Pork, we're going to start with you stashing or passing. Uh, hard pass for me. Um, uh, unfortunately, we know kind of like Jalen Turbo coming out, but I mean, he has some healthy scratches. Um, he's been on the roster, um, on game day at times, but he barely gets on the field. Uh, it looks like more of a uh, special teamer type of dude. So, um, I'm going to pass on him at this point. All right, Nate. I am also going to pass on Jalen Tolbert. It hurts, but you know. I still think he's talented, but it's not working out with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, he had a less than a 6% snap rate last week against the Giants. Hey, when it, I'm not going to die on a hill for a player that's not even getting out there in the field. So uh, I'm going to pass on Jalen Tolbert if I have the chance. Okay. Yeah, same thing. I mean, there's just too many dudes there that are taking snaps away from him, and it's hard to get snaps in that offense, especially with how many guys they got. I'm going to pass as well. Um the offense looks fine without Jalen Tolbert, sadly. Um, I thought there was going to be something there, and I was wrong. And look, people are wrong sometimes. It even happens to me. Ask my wife. She says I'm wrong all the time. I thought there would be something more there, especially with Michael Gallup not being 100% start the season. And what was there? A big old whopping goose egg. Noah Brown. Well, you know, yeah, Jalen Tolbert wasn't the healthiest to start off the season either, so it doesn't help uh, him in that case. Then he is double effed like an Oreo. So we are all passing on Jalen Tolbert. And now this next one, I feel seen by this, Bob, as they say. <laughs> Danny Gray, stash or pass? Like I had an SMU who I had high hopes for. I'm going to start off, and I'm going to pass on Danny Gray. San Francisco 49ers, I think the passing offense will get worse if Trey Lance is, in fact, the starter next year. Ducks, because I don't know what people are going to do on YouTube with that take. But look, they play better with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. Can't tell me I'm wrong, because I'm not. And uh, Trey Lance isn't going to throw as much. But look at the snap percentage that Danny Gray is seeing with no offensive stats. His highest snap percentage, week 11, 17%, and his lowest, week 12 three percent so danny gray see yourself on off my roster i'll take a fourth 23 fourth for you right now bye chev what do you do with danny gray yeah i think i'm passing as well same thing with jalen tober there's just too many bodies that they have to feed the football through right now mm -hmm. and there's no room for danny gray on that field unless he's playing special teams at the moment philip yeah at this point he's like what the fifth or sixth option on the team if he was to play, it's not enough, it's no not enough uh, balls to go around. It's no targets at all. So again, another special teamer, a guy that we like coming out, but that's a pass for me. It just shocks me. As a third-round draft pick, you know, I figured he would be what the 49ers wanted Jalen Hurd to be. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nate? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass as well. Um, he hasn't recorded a catch yet this season, and – there's a lot of other guys there that are part of that offense. I mean, I'm going to take Jawan Jennings over Danny Gray right now. So he's taking Jawan Jennings over there. So, all right, let's go to our last one. And that is Chig Unconquo. I don't know if I said it right or not, 
but uh, he is, he was a fifth round draft pick for the Tennessee Titans. Just to give you a little picture of what the Titans depth chart at tight end looks like. They actually list two tight ends as starting tight ends. Ahead of him is Austin Hooper, Jeff Swaim. Then there's Chig and Kevin Rader is also on the team as well. Just to give everybody the full girth of the Titans tight end situation. God bless. I'm allowed to. What's up with you today, bro? I have no idea. Nate, you're the Maryland fan where he played. We're going to start yeah. with you. Yeah, I got to see Chig play live last year. I had a pretty good game against Penn State. I believe as we were walking out the stadium, Mike and I looked at each other and we were like, we got to find some tape on that guy because he was pretty good. Um, Chig's been seeing about a 40% snap rate the last five, six weeks for the Titans, and they're starting to use him. He's had a catch in five straight games, three catches last week against Cincinnati. So I am stashing this guy. I think he's got some athletic talent, and we've seen Johnny Smith and how he was used with the Titans. And Chig is a pretty good comp with John New Smith. So I think there's something there that we have to take into account because he's getting on the field. Let's see what can happen. John New Smith, massive disappointment this year, I want to say. And yes. look, Chig's and senior last. year at Maryland, played in all 13 games, 52 catches, 447 yards, and five touchdowns. Not, he's, uh, been a top, he's been a top 24 tight end. Not that that is a huge accomplishment, but <laughs> a top 24 tight end each of the last four weeks. I'm stashing. You can't do better than that for what you can get him for a third, fourth round pick. Yeah, I'm stashing for sure. Good tight end play is really hard to find. We see that year in and year out. I'm stashing. Bork your hands up. Does that mean you want to? No, no. I was waiting for you. Okay, go ahead. Are you stashing or passing? <laughs> Um, definitely stashing Chig. I was a big fan of Chig. It was coming out. I was with you guys um, with, with the talent evaluation with him. He's quick. He's fast. Um, he can actually catch the ball. And if he uh, can profile as a John, a good John U. Smith, um, I think he's, he's that type of tight end can be the future future of the NFL. Really had high hopes for John U. Smith just overall. But what are you going to do? Chev, stash and passing. Trash yeah. I think you have to stash at this point, man. He's been playing decent ball. I mean, Austin Hooper is even playing decent there. I mean, I forgot the guy was in even in the NFL. So uh, <laughs> that's interesting. He was actually Austin Hooper was tied in three a few weekends back. Two touchdowns, four receptions, like 28 yards. It's incredible <laughs> how great these tight ends are in the NFL. So I'm, I'm stashing. And it made Garrett Price smile. I tell you that oh, right man, now. I bet he was smiling ear to ear, folks. Now, I just want to, I want to point out, notice the two positions that we are stashing here the most quarterback and tight end. Okay. This is how you get a competitive advantage over other teams in your league, being ahead of the game, going out and getting a Desmond Ritter in Superflex, a Jig and Conquo. And if it was tight end premium league, you stash guys like this. Chick's a really good uh, two tight end league stash. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would throw in likely to this conversation as well. I mean, he's yeah. a baller, dude. He's a guy that is going to be a beast once Andrews misses time again, or maybe he gets his own opportunity in two tight end sets. So likely is a guy I'm definitely going to grab as well. And he's a Ravens player. So Nate likes him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's how that goes. So uh, just, you know, these are positions that it's really, really important to pay attention to. We see that the bottom feeders of the running backs and wide receivers, they're easily replaceable. Mm -hmm. So these guys you have to pay attention to. All right. But you know, it's not easily replaceable. 
my voice. Don't worry, you will hear it again soon. But before then, what I'd like to tell you is if you want to get ready for best ball pickums and rivals, use the promo code rewind on underdog fantasy and get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Headed to a game like the Cotton Bowl, see Penn State. Go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code DynastyRewind to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Have that first stadium beer on us with your savings, but we want you to be a part of the best community in fantasy football. Become a Rewinder today and get access to rankings, bonus pods, written content, and so much more. Now offering a 10% discount on yearly memberships. It's like a month free. So until next time, for Nate, Pork, and Chev, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind, Thanks for listening. Fuck you, Benji.